Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Jillian Murphy, a naturopath, speaker, educator, and coach, and this is Food Freedom Body Love, a podcast I put together to help you make peace with food, body image, and weight so you can kick your all-consuming, exhausting weight control food obsession habits and start living your best, healthiest life. Hey, welcome back. I'm so excited you're here. Today, I'm going to be talking about the hardest parts of doing this work as a professional and a practitioner. So the biggest struggles that I've had professionally, someone doing, um, as someone doing anti-diet weight inclusive work. And, you know, there's, it's hard to do the work, obviously. It's very difficult to extricate ourselves from diet culture and to try to approach food and bodies and weight and health in a whole new way. And then there are some really unique challenges when you're a professional in this field. And that's what I want to dig into just as part of the wrap up to this latest series of sessions that I've done. I think it's really interesting to listen to those seven sessions um, where I'm working one-on-one with professionals and practitioners. And if you haven't done that, I encourage you to go back and listen in on those. And then I think it's nice to kind of pull together sort of the biggest lessons or the things that we've heard come out of those sessions. And so for me, that's what that's what this session is. It's about pulling together some of the hardest things that I heard come from other professionals and practitioners that really resonated with my story. Next week, I'm going to be talking about um, the marketing of this work. It's a really interesting thing to be trying to market and sell this work when we're up against a 60 plus billion dollar diet industry where everyone is motivated and hooked into and interested in weight loss. And how do you grab the attention of people without accidentally selling weight loss? So that's an interesting conundrum or predicament that I'm going to talk about next week. Um, And I'm also going to talk about the issues in the industry, just in the nutrition and health and wellness industry in particular, and how much weight stigma and fat phobia is baked into the education that we get as practitioners. This is something that came up a little bit in one of the episodes, um, but I really want to dive deep into that and to the, the stats around weight stigma and how we as professionals and practitioners accidentally perpetuate it. And so, you know, and I just want to say, I, I I bring it up because it's something that did come up in some of these sessions. And, you know, it's always a huge regret of every professional that I work with when they finally find this work. It's like, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. It's, it's cringy and humiliating. And I cannot believe that I used to perpetuate that system. Um, but to understand that it's baked into the culture that we live in, and it is absolutely baked into medical, naturopathic, nutrition, health, and wellness education. And so then we're also perpetuating it and passing it along to those we work with. Um, And I'm going to be talking about how we could do it differently. So all of these episodes are wrapping up this series of sessions and really wrapping up this launch of redefining health for professionals and practitioners. It's a big thing 
to launch a program like this. It's an even bigger thing, you guys, to, to be honest, to be launching it during COVID. Um, both of the launches that I did this year for Redefining Health, the, the personal program, and Redefining Health for Professionals and Practitioners have both happened as lockdowns, major lockdowns got announced in my province. And so in both circumstances, I have had kids at home full time, a husband who's working double time, who's here a lot, but is also gone a lot because his job requires him to be out of the house. So I'm homeschooling kids, online schooling, doing my own work, creating content, creating programs, marketing. And I just got a, a message from someone that's like, how do you continue to have the energy to do this? And all I can say is that I'm tired, just like everyone else. Um, and what's pushing me through is how much I love the work and how great it is. And I know that like, even as I talk through today and I talk through sort of the five biggest struggles that I've had in this work professionally and that I hear from others, the thing that motivates me and keeps pushing me through is knowing that this work is of value and that there are people who need it and how fun it is, even though it's a challenge to actually work through these things. And I'm just feeling stronger and stronger about the communities that I'm building within these programs. So, you know, I'm tired. I feel it. I'm feeling it really deeply. And, um, I've worked really hard over the course of this weekend to, try to make sure that I'm taking care of myself as I move through this launch. There's another sort of week and a half left. The cart opened on Tuesday, on May 4th. Today, as you're listening to this, it's the 6th, and then the cart is going to close on the 14th so that I have the weekend to get ready before we really dig into course content on Monday, May 17th. So I've just made a plan to try to take really good care of myself over the course of the next week and a half. And I hope you're doing the same because, whoa, it's like, it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether you're launching or not launching, if you're working or not working, these days are hard and they're stressful and there's just a lot being asked of us all the time. So sending lots of love, hoping you're doing well. And if you are a professional or a practitioner in this field, I genuinely, sincerely hope that you will consider joining us. Okay, so there are a number of things that are challenging about being a professional doing anti-diet weight inclusive work, but I'm going to hone in on the five areas where I struggled the most. Um and then if you're a professional or a practitioner and you have more to add to this conversation, I would love to hear it. Please, please, please um, feel free to reach out. Hello at foodfreedombodylove.com or my Instagram account at foodfreedombodylove and add to the convo about where you've struggled the most in this work, right? Okay. Number one, the, the hardest thing in the beginning of this work was figuring out what I believe. And I think for other practitioners, it's figuring out with what you believe when it comes to weight, um, health, bodies, and food. We have been subjected to a lifetime of indoctrination that tells us that weight and health are the same thing and that pursuing one is, you know, pursuing weight loss is absolutely good for our health. Um, in the past 10, 15 years, there's been a growing movement of increasingly dogmatic and restrictive views on nutrition. And all of that has been paired with 
the growth, the boom of social media, where we're bombarded with images of how bodies should look and how food should look. And it is very confusing. And even when you find health at every size, and even when you find intuitive eating and Ellen Satter's competent eating models and mindful eating, you are forced to consistently pull apart your own bias and your own indoctrination and learn the material in a whole new way. And then to be truly effective, in my opinion, we have to be able to take the information on and then really embody it in order to end up in a place where we have a philosophy that is deeply and truly authentic to us. I've talked about this several times on the podcast and on Instagram, you know, the realization that for many years I had bought into a definition of health and wellness that didn't want me and didn't accept me. And what I mean by that is it's a definition of health and wellness that just wasn't for me. It wasn't built for my body. It wasn't built for my appetite or my interests in food or my values. And so there's this very big piece of work in the beginning of like, you know, learning all of this new information about health at every size and trust-based eating and being weight inclusive in our work and, and how do we shed all of the weight stigma in the work that we're doing. But I think that the the true end point, is there ever really an end point? No, obviously not. It's a process, but is coming to this place of embodying and then integrating our own opinions and thoughts and feelings with this new structure for approaching health in a whole new way, right? And it's hard. You know why it's hard? It's hard because so few people have done it. And so there are not a lot of models. There are not a lot of examples. There is a reason that 85 to 90% of health professionals are still following the old control models, the deficit models, because that's what all of the examples are, you know, most of the books we're seeing an emergence of body positive, weight inclusive books, but we're still waiting on more books about the pursuit of health from that perspective. I believe Christy Harrison is coming out with one. Um, Rebecca Scritchfield's Body Kindness kind of touches on this. But we're talking about a couple of books as opposed to stacks and stacks and stacks of books about how to approach health from a control perspective, right? So there are so few examples of people who have integrated this work and then gone a step further to actually talk about how to pursue health from this place. So that is a number one struggle um, and finding someone who can help you figure that out for yourself. The second thing is once you have your philosophy and you really know what you believe and where you're coming from is figuring out how to teach it. Because again, hello, um, there are not a lot of teachers out there. There are not a lot of teachers, in my opinion, who pursue this as purely and relentlessly as it needs to be pursued. And what I mean by that is people who are out there selling this work, practicing this work, mentoring in this work, who have not watered it down. So who are really teaching the fundamentals in the most clear, direct way. 
it's hard to find. And um, even when you have found someone, you know, the trick is once again, to learn from others, to emulate others, but then ultimately to find your own strategies and tools and what works for you when you're working with people. So that is something that is, it takes a lot of time. You know, one of my goals for redefining health for professionals and practitioners is to really give people a lot of shortcuts and say, you know, here's how I do it. Here's exactly my shortcut. Here's exactly how I do this. Take it, make it your own, do what you need to do with it. But to sort of shorten up the process by about 10 years for most people, (laughs) because otherwise, you know, the number of people that you work with and how unique they are is infinite. And so, in some ways, the approaches that we need to take with these different individuals is also infinite. But I believe that there are some shortcuts and some fundamental um, truths that we can work with in our practices. And then we can individualize it for the people that we work with. So first thing is figuring out figuring out what I believed in this work. For you, will be figuring out what you believe. The second thing is how do you teach it? How do you actually take it into your practice and turn it into practical steps and tools and methods for helping someone else get on board with what you believe, right? The third is the loneliness. I don't want to understate how hard it is to be figuring out what you believe, to be figuring out how to teach it, to be going through the trial and error to be putting yourself out there on Instagram, in newsletters, in podcasts, in your professional field, on on Facebook, with your family and friends, and to feel like you are really championing or pioneering or um, being one of the first to approach health in this way, it is incredibly, incredibly lonely. And it's you know, it's very difficult to feel secure when there are not people around there, you, when there are not colleagues or friends and family who believe what you believe. It just is hard. It doesn't mean that it's impossible. It definitely didn't stop me because the reality is that when you get into this work, you almost immediately feel this kernel of truth of like, oh my God, I don't know what this is, but this is what I have been waiting for my whole life. And I will admit that the moment I started putting this work out into the world, um, I did feel that reflected back to me. Like I I very definitely, it's the thing that that kept me moving forward, right? Was that people would write back and be like, oh my God, thank you for saying this. Thank you for talking about this. But there's also people who challenge what you're doing. And there's people who challenge that you're not doing it well enough, that you're not body positive enough, or you're not, um, you know, trust-based enough. And then there's people who say, well, well, it's that's child abuse to talk about letting children eat sugar like that. You know, I've read that on Facebook. So, you know, to weather all of that without a really strong community and without a really strong um, profession of colleagues behind you is hard and it's lonely. And I'll admit that it was one of the main reasons that I reached out to the Ellen Satter Institute and decided to do my affiliate ship and my associate ship with them over the past few years. One, I definitely wanted to deepen into the work and into how I execute these models of trust and to have people who are experts in it, giving me with feedback, 
you know, giving me feedback on how I was doing it. That was important to me. Um, but I was also just desperate to be surrounded by people who believe what I believe. And uh, it was so amazing and incredible. And I'm sad that for the moment it's over, but I am looking to uh, recreate that in my spaces and places because there is so much power in surrounding ourselves with colleagues who are doing the work we're doing to help us sort through the issues that we have inside our businesses. And what I mean by that is when I talk about being in your business, I talk about doing the actual work um, and then people to help us sort through the issues we have in working on our businesses. And what I mean by that is, you know, the finances and the marketing and the systems and the structures. And I'm telling you, for me, it is a real struggle. It has been a very real struggle to find coaches, business coaches who get what I do, to find marketing coaches or marketing help from people who get what I do. Like this is a whole other huge issue. It is not just hard to find colleagues who believe in what I do. It's hard to find a social media marketer who who understands and believes what I do. It's hard to find a chief operations officer who gets what I do. It is hard to find um, strategists and graphic designers. And it's important. It is deeply important to me that I am working with people who get what I do and who can hold space for the conversations that I need to have in order to grow my work. And so, um, that's what I'm hoping to do for more and more women, not be your graphic designer, but to, to be that mentor and that coach who can hold space and be a container for the conversations that you need to have. Um, not because I'm a marketing expert, but because I understand the marketing conversation that, that you're trying to have. So, um, yeah, that is a struggle. Loneliness, feeling lonely inside my business, also feeling lonely when it coming, comes to finding a team to help me work on my business, who really deeply get what it is I'm trying to build and what it is I'm after. And if you're in this work, I'm sure you feel it too. Um, four, the fourth thing. It's a struggle. This is interestingly um, been not such a big struggle for me, but I definitely know that it's a huge struggle for others um, in this work, it's, it's come up for me a couple of times in a big way. So I definitely want to talk about it, but I know that for some others, it's a really big ongoing issue and that's protecting yourself while you're doing the work. It is fairly well understood that those who work with people who are struggling with disordered eating, struggling with their bodies, talking negatively about their weight and bodies, it affects us. It affects me as a practitioner. It will affect you if you are in the work. And like I said, I'm not sure why this hasn't come up for me in such a big way. I think probably because I had done so many years of work on myself that by the time I actually put myself out there to be doing this work with others, I had done, you know, 10 plus years of processing on my own in this area and felt really secure in the health at every size model because that was like the final missing piece for me, like the final aha. And so I wasn't wavering 
when I started out fully, like fully promoting, like promoing myself and saying, this is what I do and this is what I teach and here's how I do it. So when the majority of my patients and clients ended up being people struggling in this way and the majority of my days were spent listening to it, I was so passionate and almost almost forceful in the way that a new practitioner can be in the pushing of this philosophy and methodology that it just, it was bouncing off me a little bit. Um, I think as with, as with any kind of maturation or growth process, the deeper I went into it, the more nuance I realized was there and the more gray. And um, there have been moments through that where I felt affected as I once again have to revisit what I believe and what I'm teaching and how I'm teaching it. Um, But for others, you know, I know that this is a big deal. And if you're new in this work, finding ways to protect yourself as you listen to and hold space for um, others who are struggling through these things is a really, is a really big deal. Uh, And then the fifth thing is how do you build a business? How do you create systems and structures for a business that quite frankly has never really been done before? And this is building a little bit on, you know, I'm, I already talked or touched on this a little bit in the loneliness factor, but it's incredibly difficult to build a business when you are first and foremost up against a $60 billion plus dollar diet industry that is really preying upon everyone's belief and, and indoctrination into diet culture, which says weight loss is it. It is the number one thing. You need to do it. All of your worth and value is tied up in it. The only way to get toward a healthy self is through doing it. Um, You know, the diet culture just sells control, restrict, control, restrict, control, restrict. And when you're trying to build a business that says trust (laughs) and get to know yourself and give up on all of these ideologies, it's a struggle. It is... I think that there's so much opportunity in the struggle. There's a reason that emotional eating, intuitive eating, work is one of the most profitable niches in the health and wellness industry. Um, But to do it well and to grow something that works for a large number of people and to build a team that really gets what you're doing and to find a marketing angle that isn't problematic and to maintain your values and integrity through all of it is just, you know, it's just something that once again, we don't have a lot of models for. It's difficult to find examples of people who have done this successfully. So those are my five biggest struggles in this work. If you are doing it, I would love to hear what yours are. And, um, you know, I also want to talk just a little bit more about this program that is open and enrolling right now and some other, you know, questions or, or sticky points that people have brought up to me about the program and enrollment and what it means and what they're hoping to get out of it. Um, Because I think that when it comes to these five areas that are a struggle, that's what this program is really looking to do. I am really looking to support 
you in your growth and development as a practitioner and a professional in this area. And I, I'm inviting you to become part of this community that I'm building where we grow and support each other together. So um, the next section of this podcast I'm calling, you know, were you wondering this? And it's a just a series of questions that people have been asking, things that, that people have been wondering about as I have been launching this program. Rapid fire, were you wondering this about redefining health for professionals and practitioners? Were you wondering when does the course start? Um, enrollment opened on May 4th. It opened on Tuesday and it closes next Friday, May 14th. We begin the course on May 17th. And just as a little, I'm going to talk about bonuses in a minute, but um, you have until the end of Friday to get the early bird bonus, which is an incredible marketing workshop with Lori Kennedy, who you heard from in on the last podcast. It's going to be all about marketing, finding your message and marketing yourself when you're up against the diet industry. So that bonus is available until tomorrow, May 7th, end of day, but enrollment is open until May 14th. Okay. Were you wondering, you know, this sounds great, but I don't have any money. I'll do it when I have more money. Um, <laughs> that's not really a question that you might be wondering about. It's more like a thought you might be having, but it's definitely a common thought. Like I don't have the money right now. I'll do it later. Um, I just want to say for the record that this program is chock full of value. I will never again offer it at this price because the work that I offer is very high touch. And, um, I have condensed decades of learning hundreds of thousands of dollars of information and education and mentorship that I have paid for. And I am condensing it all into the most succinct, impactful information to help you make your way in this work in the most successful possible way that you can. So in only two months, you're going to be working in a whole new way. You're going to feel more confident. The more confidence you have, the more people you will end up getting to work with. Um, you know, I always say the question is more like, do you, can you afford to not do this right now? And I think that, um, the answer is resolutely no for most professionals in this niche, in this field. So the next thing you might be wondering though, is do you have payment plans? And the answer is yes, absolutely. Yes. There are two streams for this program. I'll also say, there's the standard stream where you do the eight weeks of video lessons, resources, homework, etc. You do the eight weeks of super impactful group calls. And then there's the VIP program where you pay a bit more to have two one-on-one -on -one sessions with me and an extra month of Facebook group support and group calls. And you could do either. Their price is different. It's $1,200 for the standard program and $1,800 for the VIP. Um, so there's that, first of all. That's a price difference. And then both of those programs have two-part payment plans that you can decide to do. So you could take your time paying them off. The one thing I will note, though, is that there is a pay-in-full bonus, and it's an extra one-on-one -on -one strategy session with me and a plan for your business. So whether you're in the standard program or the VIP, um, you'll get a one-on-one -on -one session with me if you pay in full. And if you go VIP, you'll end up with three one-on-one -on -one sessions with me, which is, you know, in and of itself, 
um, almost worth the price of the program. So very, very, very chock full of value. And there are payment plans. Were you wondering how long do I have access to the program material? You have access to the program content for life and to the Facebook group and group calls for the two months that you are in the program. Unless you get the VIP program and then you have an extra month in the Facebook group. Um, One-on-one sessions should all be done during the duration of the course, but you have access to the program material and course content for as long as it lives on the internet. Were you wondering, what if I pay for this program and I start and then I realize it's not for me? Um, Not to worry. We have a money back guarantee. So if within the first seven days of the program, it's not a long program, so it's only the first seven days and you realize it's not for you, you just let us know. And we have you fill out an exit survey and we refund your money minus a 10 minute, a 10% admin fee. Um, And off you go. And I will say to you, like, um, if there's ever a moment where someone is like not happy in one of my programs, I always work with the individual to make the, make sure that they can exit in a way that feels good to them and that I feel good. Um, I never want someone to feel forced to do something that is not working for them. Um, so just know that that's always really important to me when people invest in working with me. Okay. Were you wondering, I am ready to do this, but I do not know how to explain this investment to my partner. This comes up a lot. And I think it makes sense when we make financial decisions, we make it in partnership with the people that we live with. Right. And that's fine. That's fair. Um, Step one, explain to your partner the struggles that you are having in your practice, in your profession, in your work. I outlined in this podcast five huge struggles that I have continually in this work, that I talk to my partner about it. And in continually talking to my partner about it, he understands that I need support, that I am a one woman show a lot of the time, and that I need people on my team to help me grow this business, to help me grow as a practitioner, to support me in my tough moments. Um, And when the ones we love the most really understand what we're going through in order to build these practices and businesses, when they understand the emotional energy that leaks from us every day, trying to sort all of this stuff out on our own, they tend to get on board very, very quickly. Yeah. And step two, I guess, is that this is a huge bonus for our partners because then they don't have to be our number one support in our businesses, especially in areas that they don't know that much about. Right. So explaining it to your partner will help them understand why you are investing and why you need to, quite frankly, continue to invest in your business in an ongoing way. Were you wondering if you'll have time for this? Um. I think we're all wondering that, right? It's a, it's a wild world out there right now and we don't have a lot of free time, but this is a practice building program. And so making the time is key. And if you put in as little as one and a half to two hours a week, you are going to get major, major results in your practice, in your business. If you have more time, obviously I'm gonna make sure there's plenty of resources and information to keep you busy, but all I need is an hour and a half to two hours, that's it. 
that's all I need. Um, were you wondering, how do I know if this is the right move for my business? Um, it's a good question. You know, it's tough to know what the right thing to do is when we're investing in our businesses. Um, there isn't a simple answer. Now, I have a self-audit that is free that you can get on my website and also via my bio on, on my Instagram account and also in the show notes of this podcast. And that self-audit will really help you evaluate where you're at if you've been doing this work for a while. You know, do you still need to explore some of this? Um, if you're new to it, I think the major thing is, you know, are you fed up with selling weight loss? Are you tired of counting almonds with your patients? Are you sick of pressuring clients to adhere to your definition of health and nutrition while they resist and fail and feel like they're self-sabotaging and then everyone just ends up feeling like a failure? Um, are you ready to let go of racist, ableist, classist definitions of health and wellness that excludes like basically everyone? Um, do you feel like an imposter selling weight loss and health in the body you're in? You know, maybe your body's not the problem. Maybe it's the definition of health and wellness that you're currently selling that's the problem. So I'll say that from my perspective, every health and wellness practitioner, from MDs to NDs to nurse practitioners and registered dietitians and psychotherapists and coaches and occupational therapists and, and, and should be learning at the very least learning this perspective um, and rethinking the way that they work with human bodies. And when you think about it like that, this course is for every business and for every practice. Um, but really specifically, you know, if you're working with human beings on their weight, on nutrition, on health, I think that, um, even if it's not the number one goal in your work. And what I mean by that is like, maybe you're a therapist and you don't necessarily deal all the time with disordered eating and body image or weight issues, but they're going to come up in the work that you do do, you know, or you're an occupational therapist. It's going to come up in the work that you do, or you are a fitness expert, a personal trainer, you own a gym, you want to bring this philosophy and perspective into the gym. Um, maybe it's not the primary thing that you're teaching every day, but it will affect the environment where you work when you know better, when you know more about this perspective and this approach. So in my opinion, it's for everyone. But if you want to chat about whether or not it is specifically a really good choice for you right now, I'll also put a link in the show notes to book a discovery call with me. I have made so much time in my schedule this week and next to get on Zoom or on the phone with anyone, every single person who is interested in taking this program so that we can have a quick chat and decide if it's right for you and what stream is going to be best for you and making sure that you get all of the bonuses and that you understand all of the things that are available to you. Um, because I just want every single person who should be in here to get in here and to benefit from this. So check that all out in the show notes. There's more information about the program link to book a call with me if you want to chat and um, yeah, that's it. Have a wonderful weekend. If you're listening to this when it goes live, it's Thursday. <laughs> if not, have a wonderful day wherever you are. And I'll see you back here next week.